Hello, I'm Chris Neeland, host of a new podcast, Cult Brand Secrets, brought to you by The Gathering and Evergreen Podcasts. The Gathering is a Forbes top-rated business summit and a masterclass for brand and business leaders looking to reap the benefits of cult-like adoration. Each year, The Gathering brings together disruptors from around the globe to learn from and to celebrate the leaders behind iconic brands like Marvel, Skittles, Beats by Dre, Yeti, and the Dallas Cowboys. For the first time ever, this podcast will give you access to some of the exclusive business leader learnings from the gathering's past events. You would be hard pressed to find a more diverse and long-standing company as Kawasaki. This international mega brand joins a very short list of remarkable companies that have excelled for over a century. And it was our pleasure to honor just one part of their business at the gathering last year, which was their power sports division. I'm sure if we had more time and resources, we could have honored all aspects of this giant multinational corporation because in addition to their wildly successful power sports, which started with motorcycles back in the 60s and includes the invention of the jet ski and side-by-sides and ATVs, uh, you know, Kawasaki's also wildly successful at building engines and heavy equipment and being in the aerospace and the defense business. They build industrial robots and turbines. They even build ships and trains and bridges. It's just crazy how big and diverse they are across a host of disparate categories. I personally was so impressed after Chris Brule's presentation that I went out and bought their new Kawasaki KRX side-by-side. As a marketer, I was a longtime fan of their brand, and now I get to enjoy them as a customer. And let me tell you, they don't disappoint. Their new two-seater is an incredible machine and a ton of fun to take trail riding. To me, Kawasaki is a great reminder that marketing begins with customer insights, insights that inform product development, way too many organizations separate their merchants or their R&D from the marketing team. And only after someone buys or builds something do they then turn to their marketers and task them with finding a way to sell it. But not at Kawasaki. Their products are built so collaboratively uh, in their design and in their features that really that's their marketing. So that when they're launched, these products practically sell themselves. I could gush about this brand for hours. So let me just shut up and turn the mic over to Chris and let him tell you more. Kawasaki is a 120 plus year old company. In fact, the first business we were in was shipping. The first train by Kawasaki was built in 1911. First airplane, 1922. And our first motorcycle, which we're gonna talk a lot about today, was actually produced in 1961. And what is Kawasaki? It's a global business. Plants and infrastructure, what you see there is the uh, channeling equipment, which was used to connect France to England. And then we're in robotics, marine equipment, aerospace, trains. In fact, more subway trains are actually running in Manhattan that are built by Kawasaki than any other brand. 
gas turbines, power plants, and of course our division, the power sports division. And Kawasaki, as I mentioned, is a large company over 120 years, and we were known for our aircraft. In fact, that technology has gone into not only our motorcycles, but when I take a trip to Japan, I'm flying in the nice 767. Kawasaki builds the fuselage. And then when I land at the Osaka airport, how do I get to the other side from Osaka down to Kobe, Kobe, Japan, Kobe beef, best in the, in the world. We're on a boat built by Kawasaki. And then if you want to get to Tokyo from where Kawasaki is, you get on a bullet train. Yes, the company builds bullet trains. And then when I'm finally get re getting ready to hit the hay, I go back to my hotel. I'm going over a bridge that is built by Kawasaki. And for us, Kawasaki is known for the Ninja brand. In fact, the first Kawasaki full-fairing sport bike was starring in the film Top Gun. And in fact, Mr. Cruz is going to be airing his next film in November. Take a look. We have a fun story there to tell as well. And then for also, we invented the jet ski category back in 1973. And then the mule utility vehicle, really the name mule is multi-use light equipment. We invented the first multi-use vehicle, four wheels, and that's for hunting, farming, fisher, fishing, and what have you. And then we're known for a racing legacy of power performance, exhilaration, and Kawasaki winning. In fact, Kawasaki on our green dirt bikes have won more races in the United States than any other brand. But the division that we're here to talk about, we build motorcycles, all-terrain vehicles, side-by-sides, that's our KRX all-new, and then we mentioned jet skis, and then here is the wide range of Kawasaki products, Ninjas, KXs, Versus, Vulcans, Zs, KLRs, KLXs, Concor, KRX, Terex, Mule, Brute Force, and KFX. All of those are our sub-brands, and within that is 50-plus models and well over um, 50 targets, actually. So really, how do we actually reach out and connect with all these people? We reach out in many ways, like most marketers that are speaking here at the gathering. We have a large toolbox of marketing tools of which to reach in from. But what I want to be able to share with all of you is some of the tools that we do actually create to reach out to such a wide brand and a wide range of targets. So first up is our Good Times Demo Tour. Kawasaki is known for good times. We own the category sell. Our tagline is let the good times roll. And this is a sample of a tour that we give. East Coast, West Coast, we load up the trucks with product and we go right to Kawasaki dealerships. There's a thousand of them nationwide. And dealers literally sign up to have this demo experience right at their dealership. It's all about engagement. People obviously have to have a motorcycle license, but the idea is you bring people out, the dealer and Kawasaki corporate market that this demo tour is coming to the dealership. Dealers get excited. It's usually like a Friday, Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, what have you. Customers come up and the idea is you try it, you ride it, you buy it. So when they're riding that Kawasaki, they actually log in, we gather their information, we're able to follow up with them. But for those that ride the product and they come back to the dealership, they're excited. They're ready to buy and they just walk the next 30 feet from the demo area right into the dealership. And for those that don't buy, we did capture their information. They opted in and we'll follow up with them. Hey, Mr. Smith or Mrs. Smith, Thanks for riding the Kawasaki Z. Um, 
Would you like some more information? We'll follow up with them as you could imagine. So it's a fantastic experience. Dealers love it, customers love it, and we're taking it nationwide all year long. We were even successfully able to do it with proper mitigation during the actual pandemic, but it's a lot of fun. And we even create an area for people to hang out, kind of the movable lounge, place to sit down. Also, you're playing different video games, anything to keep you entertained while you're waiting for your ride or after your ride, creating a nice environment. And also what's fun, after someone does purchase at a dealership, we wheel out that product that they just purchased from the dealer and right in front of the truck, you got the Big Good Times logo and we're taking pictures. Everyone loves their picture taken, right? And here's your all new product that's sent to the owner. It's also, uh, we're able to use that um, with these satisfied customers to use it in our social media as well. So really happy people walking out. And then of course, all this is uh, created when we say when the event's coming through social media, and then we'll post the actual experience, sometimes even live from these demo areas on social, as well as follow-up. The next is the demo tour for our KRX. KRX is our all-new side-by-side four-wheel that goes really quick and has a lot of fun and exhilaration. And this demo tour is actually going out to where people ride these products. We're out here at the Terex KRX 1000 demo experience. Kawasaki's the only OEM bringing this type of demo experience straight to youth. We're letting consumers come out here and ride our units out in the rocks, out in the sand, on the trails. Typically, you can't do a side-by-side -side demo, especially a sport unit, at a dealership. So this allows customers to drive the unit. The KRX 1000 really excels out here. come out here and demo one of our units, you have to pass a breathalyzer, you have to sign up in our registration, sign a waiver. We have everything a customer can need out here. We have helmets, boots, jerseys, gloves, all the protection, and they get to come out here and ride our units. Any customer that comes out here and takes a demo ride will receive a $500 retail incentive that's good at any Kawasaki dealership on any Kawasaki unit for up to 90 days. The KRX 1000 was launched with over 50 Kawasaki Genuine Accessories and six accessory packages. Kawasaki Genuine Accessories are integrated into the vehicle design process and install easily and fit perfectly. It's not just about demo rides out here. We've created a full Kawasaki experience. We have display units with Kawasaki Genuine Accessories. We have swag giveaways. We have music. We have monster energy. We have entertainment. Everybody's out here just having a good time. Customer reaction after the demo rides has been way above expectations. That was insane. It was awesome. I could definitely see myself having fun out in the desert on this thing. Incredible. Absolutely blown away. I, I gave it everything I got and it just it kept up with me every single second. Suspension, traveling, everything is just handling all just great. Suspension's awesome. I honestly can't say enough good things about it. Yeah. <laughs> Blew away the Polaris and the Can-Am. No problem. Great experience. Wow. Great experience. Thank you, Kawasaki. And as you saw from the video, we are in locations that have tens of thousands of actual people, enthusiasts that ride side-by-side -side product. Moab, Utah is an example. And what we're able to do is create this example of demo that we just showed you from the motorcycle side, but we actually do it 
right where the enthusiast is actually riding. And as I said, tens of thousands of people are actually riding in this environment. And there's a big village of, of course, competitors there. But we stand out because we want to create that area to where not only they could hang out, they could learn and be educated about the product. They are given a product walk around. They're given all the information under the tent to actually learn about the product. That's the walk around area. So people are excited. Then they go ride. It's about a 30 minute demo ride right in the area where why they came. They're going through these incredible trails and it's all captured uh, live as well. And you also saw in that video, looks like Anaheim Stadium where the Angels play, go Mike Trout. And then what you're able to see is, is that we activated right during Monster Jam. Monster Jam, for those people like the big old trucks that go and do crazy things inside of an arena, we actually were able through through our partnership, Feld Entertainment, that's the group that helps us produce these demos, but they also run our Supercross racing as well as the actual demo tour for us. So they allow us to be able to bring our customers inside a live stadium, Arlington, Jerry's World was also another stadium where we're bringing the product right in there. So those customers, dealers are inviting their special VIP customers for this incredible VIP ride. Who wouldn't want to ride a KRX in the middle of Anaheim Stadium? So it's a really great experience for us. And also we use this because we are in these incredible riding areas. We also bring members of the press out. The press are excited not only to ride the product in these incredible pristine areas that are fantastic for riding, but allows us to create even more content of not only happy customers, but to provide the journalists a lot of detail and photos and information that they are then also to be able to use for first rides in these special areas. A really good experience. And of course, all that's gathered up, as you would imagine, like most other brands, we have a very vibrant social media coverage of this product and the demo tours, really a great following. So people are able to see what's going on in a current event, but they also have a preview of what's coming next. And jumping in about next, we have some amazing partners, as you can see on this list, Monster, Oakley, Bell, Fox, GoPro, Maxxis Tire, Ethica, Decor, Progressive, Rugged, and Graves Motorsports, just to name a few. And I'm gonna show a couple of clips of video. Now these brand partners, some of them are our sponsors, some of them we just have a great working relationship with, and some of them we just do straight up old school collabs with. But they like our product, we like their product. So they're in our advertising and marketing, we're doing the same with them. This is featuring also seven time Supercross champion, our, our industry's Michael Jordan, Jeremy McGrath, known for two-wheel racing. Jeremy is a brand ambassador for Kawasaki, also for Monster Energy. And then also we're able to actually get Monster, Kawasaki all together and Jeremy to get information out. Jeremy's got a well over seven figure following for our industry that's pretty strong. So he's able to actually share actual authentic riding experiences with the brand. And then another favorite of us is straight up Steve Austin. That Steve Austin. So he has his own TV show. He is an actor. He is a hardcore enthusiast. He's a brand ambassador for Kawasaki on the side-by-side. -side. And this is Steve Austin speaking with one of the stars of his TV show here, Luke Combs. Made me hungrier to go, okay, well, I do need to go out and get better, and I do need to write better songs. Now, all four of those songs I played for her are number one songs now. <laughs> but... I still feel like some of my strongest stuff has yet to come out, you know, um, so I'm thankful for that. God dang, dude, you can sing the hell out of a tune, <laughs> but I, I brought you out this property to get muddy. You ready to get All muddy? Right, I'm ready, dude. I'm All ready. Right. Let's go. If you're ready, I'm ready. And then one other piece. 
So what do we do with all that content? Well, of course, we use it on a national basis and then a regional basis, but then we get down to the dealer level. I mentioned earlier in the presentation, there's a thousand dealers. What's really cool is we have an automated dealer social media program. What that means is out of those thousand dealers, there has been almost half have signed up to allow Kawasaki through a partnership with a company called Thumbstopper. Yep, Thumbstopper is the name. And they are allowing us to take over their social media with our content. So for instance, if we have a product launch coming up in June, the dealers already know ahead of time that we have access to their website and we are able to populate automatically through this technology our launch content, any content actually, whether it be videos or stills, programs, campaigns, it's been fantastic. And, and, and for us, it just amplifies the message. So again, we have to go national and regional, but it's really a dealer is what really matters because you can't buy a Kawasaki online. You have to buy it straight from a dealer. So this allows us great reach at a very local level. And of course, Kawasaki, as I opened up in one of those signs, the legacy of racing. Racing is very important for, uh, for us, two-wheel, as well as someday four-wheel. But here is Eli Tomac. So everyone likes a winner. And no one has won more races in the past five years than Eli Tomac. And again, as I mentioned, no one has won more races than Kawasaki in the past 40 plus years. So of course, we leverage racing. Now the dealers love racing because it keeps the brand current. And even if you're maybe not winning the full championship, you're winning races. Supercross for us is 17 rounds. So we do a lot of winning during that time. It keeps the brand relevant. It keeps people coming back for high performance. And no different than those people that are out there buying the latest iPhone. You want the latest speeds and feeds for the iPhone. Well, you want the latest technology on the KX bike. That's our brand, KX450 or 250. And each year, Kawasaki and the competition are always trying to outdo themselves with the latest spec. So winning really matters. And here's just a little clip of some of the content that we create for racing. No one comes close to KX in winning. Only KX has more Supercross and Motocross race wins. And only KX has more championships than any other manufacturer. Four straight overall wins. The numbers don't lie. Introducing the new Kawasaki KX450 and all new KX250 motorcycles, the bike that builds champions. Also under the Kawasaki social umbrella is at Race Kawasaki. And this is for the hardcore race fans. The inside story, the behind the scenes story of racing, what goes on in the paddock, Sure, everyone gets the results. Everyone could tune in on TV and online to see the latest, latest results, but they want to know what's going on with the racer. And we've done a pretty good job of this. In fact, just this area of social media for us is bigger than the competition entirely when it comes to social size. But we love it because it's current, it's 24-7 information, and it's the information that our hardcore racing fans want to know. And of course, AR has been around for a long time, but what's cool is we get our racers out there doing it. In fact, you could see these products online, you could shop online, but you really have to buy at the dealership. But again, these, these racers, they're influencers, of course, stating the obvious, but this one right here is just showing simple AR because they're out in the dirt, they're training, they don't even maybe sometimes have the actual upcoming product that just launched. Sometimes they do. But we want to be able to show the fans that are on at Race Kawasaki what the latest model is coming out. And you're able to hear some of the fun things 
that Austin Forkner talks about on that model. And of course, which really easy, in fact, most brands are doing this as well. Hey, I want a straight up writer QA. It happens obviously with the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, go Sixers. And then also this Q&A is, is wide open. It's moderated by Kawasaki PR or sometimes some of our athletes. And these are, these are our guys, these are our champions. And you're able to have a good 30 minute session asking them everything that you want. And speaking of racing, we've also come up with a unique video series called Science of Supercross. And this plays during the 17 round season. But again, as I said, even at Race Kawasaki and online and TV, you already know the results. But then I mentioned we want to go behind the scenes. But how about if we go inside the scenes? And in fact, how are things made? How do these athletes train? What goes on in their mind? They're going 35 feet high. They're going super fast over the whoops. Tell me what it goes on in the mind of the racer. And in fact, it's a wide ranging series. We're on our fifth season right now. And then getting to the end here of our special kind of tactics is special events. And this is a fun special event. Now, everyone who rides, they love the actual wind in the face, sand in the face, dirt in the face, water in the face, but not the asphalt in the face. Quite honestly, people that actually like to race, wouldn't it be fun to race a fighter jet, a supercar? Pretty cool, you could see it up on YouTube. And speaking of fun, we love to integrate the brand in let's call it uncharted territory for Kawasaki. Take a look. This is a really long show. So here's what we're gonna do. Not saying you shouldn't give a long speech, but whoever gives the shortest speech tonight will go home with, Johnny, tell them what they'll win. It's a brand new jet ski. Comfort from the 2018 Kawasaki Ultra 310LX, the number one choice for watercraft enthusiasts. Retail price, $17,999. Back to you, Jimmy. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, jo Helen Mirren not included. So, there you go. Why waste precious time thanking your mom when you could be taking her for the ride of her life on a brand new jet ski? This is not a joke, I will be timing you. I have a stopwatch. The moment you are handed that Oscar, the clock will start ticking, so get up here, grab it, and go. And in the unlikely event of a tie, I need to say the jet ski will be awarded to Christopher Plummer. So, I feel like some of you aren't taking the uh, jet ski thing as seriously as I had hoped. The leader right now is Mark Bridges, the costume designer from Phantom Thread. He did his in 36 seconds, which is solid. That's gonna be tough to beat. And I would like to, uh, I know actors like motivation, so we're sweetening the pot. Johnny? A trip to sunny Lake Havasu. You and a guest will drive round trip from Burbank for a three-day, two-night stay at the beautiful Havasu Days Inn. You'll enjoy fishing, sleeping, and don't forget to bring your jet ski to the place where Arizona comes to play, beautiful Lake Havasu. That's right. So let's tighten this up, folks. Congratulations to all of our nominees, our winners, and to the winner of the jet ski, which is the real big prize of the night, costume designer Mark Bridges. Bring it out. Mark Bridges, Helen Murren. We'll see you in Havasu, Mark. Thanks for watching to the end. Thanks to Jennifer Todd, Mike DeLuca, John Bailey, Don Hudson.
happy birthday to my wife, and apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him. Don't forget to always hit him with the high. Good night, everybody. That's right. The jet ski was actually the last award given out at the Academy Awards after the best picture. What was really cool about that night is there were 10 Oscar winners that actually mentioned the brand. Pretty cool throughout the night. So as they're actually having their acceptance speech, they reference the opportunity to win a jet ski. Pretty cool. And here's some of the media stories that are a lot of fun. In fact, they were talking about the winners, but as you see even on CNN, they're talking about the jet ski winner who was Mark Bridges, the costume designer. And then speaking of Mark Bridges, in fact, after the Oscars, you could check out his Wikipedia write-up and it actually mentions one of his accomplishments is that he won the jet ski at the Oscars. Pretty cool. And it's all about passion, not that you need a green mohawk and a big flying K carved into your hair on your head. But what we did on another activation was take over Broadway when we launched Kawasaki Ninjas. Seven figures of fans actually walked through our activation in New York City. And then one other piece here is content straight up cool content. And for us, it has to be authentic. We are selling and marketing and presenting our product to enthusiasts. And enthusiasts of our brand, they can spot a fake. You're enthusiasts of many things. You know what's authentic and what's inauthentic. So we do our best to make sure that the content for our products is at the utmost of excitement. Thank you again. I appreciate your time and allowing me to share the Kawasaki brand to show how we engage our customers educate them about our products, and excite them to consider Kawasaki. Thank you. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Chris. Jason, how you doing? Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me here on the stage. You are. You are. You, you are. could do far worse. I, you know what? We love this because it's a little bit of an extension from good old Banff. And uh, if you've ever been Fair. to the gathering in Banff, it's, it's quite the, the presence. So this is, I think, our best home away from home. I appreciate that. And the ghost of Valentino is in here as well, <laughs> but I don't think he was Canadian. So. I don't think so. No. Um, I, I'm blown away by the size of the business and the, the, the verticals you're in, right? Mm. You said subway trains, turbines, power sports, fuselage, boat, <laughs> bullet trains, bridges, like what? And it's all so, true. So, so, right, that's good too. Um, how, do you, how do you build a cult brand in one of those verticals? And does that go across all the verticals or do you care? Like, I wanna get all into that. Sure. And in fact, the power sports business that we work in and in, in, in that division, we sell 
motorcycles, as I said, these side-by-sides and jet skis. And that's a, a true business-to-customer B2C experience. And plus, there's competition, as I say, in racing. So people get really passionate about it. It's a lifestyle. So they're usually buying these products um, to go out and be with their family, escape, and fun. So that's a passion. So something that you have a passion for, you definitely have an affinity for, right? Sure. And so Kawasaki, on those other divisions, as you just mentioned, the, the fuselage for the Dreamliner, those are B2B. So those are long-term con- contracts that Kawasaki Heavy Industries actually has with Boeing. So the people that build that, that's a 10-year run. But they'll look to the power sports division at Kawasaki um, in, in Japan as that's where the fun is. Not that fuselages are not fun. Sure. But it's also an excitement. This is how they keep score against other Japanese brands and brands around the world. So hmm. that, that, that kind of uh, affinity as you mentioned, kind of that cult following, it's no different than cheering for a sports team. And you're rooting for uh, the color green, lime green. In fact, that is our, uh, shall we say, our racing color. That was actually created in early 70s because the Japanese brands, Honda, Suzuki, Yamaha, Kawasaki, their color is red, the Japanese flag. Mm -hmm. So if everyone shows up red, how do you differentiate? So our team back in the early 70s said, we want a color of defiance, but not a more rebel, not outlaw. And in fact, let's do something unexpected, lime green. People had an affinity for that. So that is kind of our, our, our flag that actually shows, okay, not only is that Kawasaki separates you from the competition, but also people have an affinity for the brand. Mm-hmm. But it's the keeping score and it's a mark that shows this is my lifestyle. Right. I'm an outdoorsman or I'm a rider. So so are are you in the in the power sports group? Are you the the tip of the spear of the cult of Kawasaki. Do you do, do do does that kind of have a knock-on effect for the whole company, or like how do they think about all the different parts of the of what the Kawasaki brand is? Um, because it's um, customers are involved as opposed to other businesses. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I'll stay on racing just as the easy example. When we win, that whole group, the whole Kawasaki Heavy Industries group of all those divisions, they applaud. They they're they're proud. Yeah. So there's an affinity for that throughout. They're rooting for us because we're all one family. Even though they're in the robotics division, right? Those people that are winning that race, we're all Kawasaki. So you're like you're like the jocks in high school. Uh, a little, a little <laughs> bit, yeah, no doubt. But they'll also tell you when you lose too. Yeah, yeah, that, sure that's tough, no doubt. So that, that's you know talking about kind of that decision in in the '70s, I think you said yeah. in Japan with the lime green. Yeah. That, that brings me to another area I want to talk about, which is. You know, we had uh, earlier we had uh, Bozeman St. John on the on the stage, and we mm. talked about Netflix, and we talked about the decision of being an American brand that's global, or being a global brand, right? And you're kind of the opposite of that, or, or another version Truly of that, global. which is: yeah. Are you a Japanese brand that's global, or are you a global brand? Is there a degree to which you feel like an American brand? Like, how do you guys think about that? How do you talk about? A uh, great question, um, because the brand's been around 120 plus years. It's been a global brand probably even before the term global brand was truly used. So we, we have been running the shipping business since the you know, 1890s. So that's a long time. <laughs> so within that, um, you'll be probably surprised to understand that Kawasaki 
unlike Honda Automobile or some of the other car manufacturers, we actually were first to build a factory in the United States of America to build our products, Lincoln, Nebraska, early 70s. So we actually are an American brand. We're selling to Americans, but of course we sell absolutely globally. Uh, the U.S. Is, is the biggest market for all of the power sports products. So those in the U.S. that are buying Kawasaki products, we've been here long enough, mm -hmm. certainly selling them in the U.S. for the past 50 years. So there is a complete understanding that, yes, it's based in Japan, it's uh, sold worldwide, but as we go back to racing as an example, we win here on the States. It, it's just no different than a, a MLB or the NFL. Mm -hmm. So people have that pride, no doubt. But it is truly a global brand that has to think locally because our products in the power sports divisions, as I mentioned in our presentation, is you could only buy them at a dealership. So you can't buy them online. So if you're in Japan, you could buy them from a dealership in Japan. Mm -hmm. If you're in the Philippines, it's got to be a dealership in the Philippines. But because we're all connected in this global market now, what actually happens in the U.S. is seen across the globe. But I have to tell you, there's some amazing stories that are coming out of Europe, Kawasaki Motors Europe, uh, staying with racing just for the ease of discussion. When they win there on road racing, the American fans are clapping because it's Kawasaki. Right. So the barriers are kind of taken down for at least for in racing. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting you brought the dealerships because there was something I wanted to ask you there. You know, like a franchisee in the McDonald's world or mm. like a even a, a retailer in, in consumer packaged goods. Sure. Like, you know, you, you can't, you don't control all the way to the consumer, right? You don't, no. and, and I'm curious about how you, the work and the, and the length you have to go to protect the brand and to, and to build that relationship to make sure the consumer, that end consumer, is, is getting the full interpretation, the full, the full dose of Kawasaki versus you know, what the dealer may want to do for whatever their needs are. How do you control that, that through line? Great question. It's an incredible challenge. It's a lot of fun, but the dealership is where you purchase it. And the majority of our dealerships, so we have a thousand dealerships, and there's about 120 of them that are Kawasaki only. So that means there's 870 that sell one or six or more brands. So when you walk into some of those dealerships, Kawasaki's there and there's five other competitors right, right there. So it's not even like the Ford dealership. You go to a Ford dealership, there's Fords. Um, that's it. Or Lincoln might be next to it. And the Chevy's certainly not there. So for us, we have to fight for our share of space, but it really comes from relationship building with the dealer. And I have to say, we have a pretty good relationship with the majority of dealers. Sure, it's always a challenge depending on product availability and what kind of retail financing that a customer is looking for. But honestly, it's reaching out to the dealer. We look at our dealers as a media hub, not only to bring people in locally. Uh, in fact, we're, we're marketing nationally, but when they're at the dealership, they're pulling local customers. So we have to provide them the same kind of messaging and content, let's call it just marketing content for ease of discussion, that we're using um, nationally. So literally the dealer is marketing, almost mirroring what Kawasaki's doing nationally, but of course it's Joe's Motorsports. And within that, they are a media hub. And the same tools that we're using nationally, we're now, especially with technology, allows them to operate locally. So. If, in fact, just to make it really simple, they're the local brand ambassador or brand influencer right. for the brand. Right. Now, it is kind of fun because when they're multi-line, they're probably doing it with Honda, Yamaha, 
Harley <laughs> Davidson. Right. So you've got to differentiate even we, in that relationship. And, and we do. And for and what they're looking for, because they're very busy people, and that the market has been incredibly hot, selling out like a lot of things in the pandemic. So we're blessed. That dealers, I don't have time to think up the big marketing plan. I want it to be beyond turnkey. I want it actually dialed in that I could plug play and it works. So our team, our retail activation team, has to spend a lot of time making it easy for you, the dealer, to market it. Mm -hmm. Now, without getting into the details of that, they actually appreciate, appreciate Best in Business Kawasaki that, that we will provide them the simplest campaign. Plug and play. It literally is plug and play. And of course, the use of co-op advertising. Jason, you, you put in 50 bucks. I'll match that 50 bucks. We'll go 50-50. Depending on some products, it's 80-20. Right. So they appreciate that. So there's some build skin Build my in business, the I'll build yours. Right? That's exactly <laughs> it. And even though, let's say, and one more comment on that, the competition may do it sometimes better than us, and that happens. So they'll come in because maybe uh, Honda brand brought them in. But again, there might be this affinity for a while that, that green bike. A, a dealer will switch. A dealer is interested in selling a unit. We hope it's Kawasaki. Right. So if, if we did a good job, made them feel good, their salespeople will push the Kawasaki. Two places I want to go quickly. Please. Um, one is you talked about enthusiasts. Yes. And that, you know, this category, one, it feels like one that is, there are deep, deep enthusiasts here. Right? They are and, and passionate. So, but your brand's a household name. It's a household name. We're blessed by that. So I appreciate it. When you think about the funnel, like, how do you decide, you know, investment in my enthusiasts versus I got to grow. I got to, I got to keep that household name awareness. Like where are your priorities and, and, and do you even care? Like where, talk, talk to me about how making those decisions. Well, what's interesting as, as I mentioned, we're one brand, the 15 sub brands, and then literally 50 targets if you hyper target it. And again, an enthusiast could spot a fake. So we have to have that 24 seven conversation, which really happens, especially socially. But for us, we have to create the content that that they're looking for, they're hungry for. So we've become almost a media outlet to be able to serve that excitement because if, if you don't touch them long enough, they're either bored or frustrated or they'll go and see what's going on with the, with the other brand. So it's staying relevant and, and with, and again, let's talk hunting. Is that product meeting my needs? Is it providing a solution? Um, what's the spec? And if I could talk about the four wheel for a second, the experience of a four wheel unit is the experience of comfort, capability that gets me to the place that I'm going to hunt. Mm -hmm. But their main nirvana point, if you want to have fun, is the actual hunt. Right. So they want to have that good, that good experience yeah. with that. So we have to create that, that this is a tool providing that, that, that solution. But I'll be honest with you, the funnel, I get it straight up funnel. But in our industry, with that many targets, it's not really fun. It's spaghetti now. Right. Because there's so many, it is because I can name one of those bikes that I put in there, a Ninja 6R, um, and that has six targets, the same bike, same color, six different core users. How, how do you, and some of them don't even like each other. Wow. So, so you got to, so there is a team that we have involved. It not, it's very few people are enthusiasts of everything. So you're going to the expertise and of authenticity. That's great. What a complicated business, but it, it is, but it's a lot you of get fun. It right. Exactly. Well, it's lifestyle, right? Yeah. And, and you're, and, but you got to live the lifestyle. You can't fake it till you make it. So, uh, you mentioned growth in the pandemic and you mentioned obviously being an outdoor sport. That makes a lot of sense. Um, 
you know, if this category is about experience and you talked about the mm -hmm. sale, a lot of the sale and a lot of the, 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 the brand affinity comes from experience. Mm -hmm. How are you looking at a post-pandemic world and, and how are you thinking about bringing experience to consumers? People, and I'm, I'm sorry to be trite and state the obvious, we've all been going through a wretched, horrible time which was 2020. And we know we're all not completely out of it. So we're selling a lifestyle. We're let the good times roll. We're selling good times. It just happens to be in the power sports business. Entertainment is good times. Sports is good times. So for us, people are looking for a little bit of escape uh, with less hassle to get it. And this product actually will bring them to that point where they're enjoying the time with the family. So for us, we're actually putting the brand around um, one of the areas that you could enjoy your life. And if anything that we need in this time is more joy, hard to get, hard to find. And again, the industry basically sold out because these products that we're selling in our competition, they're little pieces of plastic and metal joy that they're escaping and having fun and kind of feeling normal again. Mm -hmm. But did that take the pandemic to do it? In fact, I think people just are rediscovering what's always been there. So we're not gonna stop with that because that was our selling proposition before the pandemic. It's just that now people had to slow down and they realized, wow, I was missing out on life. I was in the rat race. I'm gonna go out and ride, in fact, with my family. Yeah. But I've been coming home and working hard and trying to make a living. Yeah, but for what end? You work to enjoy life and we're part of the enjoy life. At least we hope we are. Well, you know, you've made it when uh... 10 Oscar winners say your name. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, we were very fortunate Thanks for, for that. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kawasaki is a true lifestyle brand. They don't just sell power sports. They sell all of the fun and the emotion and the community that comes with thrill-seeking. Frankly, that's a requirement for a brand whose tagline is, let the good times roll. And they really live up to that in really cool ways. I was blown away that Chris has 50 different customer segments that he has to market to. Most brands that I know have like four or five. But going super niche is often where the magic lies because you're catering to very specific interests. I also really like how, you know, much like high-end sports car manufacturers use racing events or how cult brands like Nike and Under Armour use professional athletes. Kawasaki uses Supercross and Motocross to not only demonstrate the superiority of their products, but to engage with their hardcore fans in the places and spaces that they love to congregate. That is a cult brand principle that not enough brand leaders do well. We should all create more opportunities for fans of our brand to not only interact more with us, but also interact more with each other. Because when fans can congregate and revel in their togetherness, they will create bonds that are difficult to break. Anyway, I hope that you agree that Kawasaki is doing a lot of things right. And it's clear why they keep succeeding decade after decade. They refuse to rest on their laurels, and they have demonstrated their commitment to product innovations and customer experiences that live up to their core audience's high expectations. I hope you and your team will do the same. Until next time. Once again, this is your host, Chris Neeland. 
and you've been listening to Cult Brand Secrets, where we explore the great speakers and insights shared at the gathering, a Forbes top-rated business summit. Learn more about the gathering at cultgathering.com. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please rate and review us on your podcast app. It really helps. Cult Brand Secrets is a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Learn more about our podcast at evergreenpodcast.com. Special thanks to Connor Standish and Laura Winter for their assistance in making this podcast possible. Also, I'd like to thank our producer and audio engineer, William Pritz, as well as executive producers, David Moss and Bridget Coyne. I'm your host, Chris Nealon. Thanks for listening. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so.